Welcome to another episode of Startup Hustle Middle East. Today I'm here with Philip. He's the founder of Magnet. For all you entrepreneurs out there, Magnet is the resource to find out information about what's happening in the Middle East. So Philip, if you could tell us a little bit about Magnet. So yeah, we're the largest and uh, most comprehensive data platform for startups, investors, corporates uh, in the MENA region that provides information on funding and the startup in, in the region. And we're also an engagement platform that lets startups use their profiles to connect with investors, corporates, and service providers. Amazing. So what made you decide to start this and, and uh, how did it happen and how long has it been? So it's been four years now. Okay. Um, originally, it was something completely different. It was Tinder for MBA entrepreneurs to connect with MBA alumni, whereby people could okay. connect on a kind of app. Tinder for... MBAs. How did that MBA work? entrepreneurs that were looking to connect with alumni to help them with their ventures. So uh, how do you okay. connect purely on an idea, not on a business pitch? Okay, okay. But we had multiple different challenges and we first pivot was to move away from the MBA angle towards the Middle East and then from a Tinder platform towards a database and now we focus on research while still maintaining the platform as a connectivity platform. Um, and the reason we did it was because we saw three years ago, a real absence of data, information, and um, transparency in the ecosystem. So we built the platform out accordingly. Yeah, I'm super glad you guys are doing it because uh, I definitely go to Magnet to check out uh, what's happening in the industry. And I think you guys are doing a great job with your newsletter as well. I'm subscribed, so if you guys want to uh, subscribe to the Magnet newsletter, it's very helpful. Yeah, we got, we got four of them, so you can you can take a weekly summary, a daily summary, and insights on every funding that's taking place. And we have a kind of developed job board because talent here is a, a major pain point. So we have a dedicated job board just for startups. Yeah, that's that's really cool. So they have all these different things. They also uh, send out notifications about special programs that are happening for entrepreneurs, events, and things like that. So uh, it's really cool what you guys are doing. I'm so, I'm so glad you guys are doing it. So if you want to get an idea, it's kind of like Crunchbase. And, uh, it's Crunchbase for data, LinkedIn for connectivity, okay. if you had to label. Okay, cool. So uh, has it been a tough journey starting it's been Magnet? very tough. Okay. I think people underestimate how tough startups are, the need to be perseverant, Right. didn't monetize for about two and a half years, mm. had to bootstrap. Yeah. Um, strong-willed stubbornness and determination <laughs> yeah. I managed to get funding and now things are beginning to take off yeah I think uh, people glamorize the whole entrepreneurial life a lot and uh, that's what we're trying to do on the show like kind of share like yeah. real stories so I was interviewed earlier and, and I think that there's too much romanticism around startups yeah and not enough people talk about how difficult and dark it can be and that you're, you're basically committing in the this is something I never realized you're basically committing 10 years to your life to a venture. And if you are not ready to do that, you're fooling yourself that you're gonna sell it in one or two. Um, anything else is best awesome case scenario. Minimum case scenario is that you're on average seven to eight years to exit a company. So Absolutely. it kind of takes time. And fundraising and stuff takes a lot longer than you think. It takes a lot longer. It takes <laughs> a lot of energy. It takes a lot of perseverance. It takes a lot of rejection, yeah. uh, which a lot of people don't talk about. Is that I think I, I probably met about 60 or 70 investors wow. and was rejected by probably 95% of them. But oh, really? it took five or six to get the investment. That's amazing. So how long did it take for you to raise funding? Mine was a unique, well, not unique, but it was an intrig intriguing case where it took 12 months. But... One of my learning lessons, so I actually give a lecture or share insights workshops on fundraising. I had the full commitment from April to June. 
but didn't get the term sheet for two months for several reasons. And I only got the term sheet at the end of July only to then go back to all the investors who were on holiday in the summer that didn't get back to me until September, after which all those verbal commitments were no longer relevant and I had to restart the whole fundraising exercise all over again and then it took another six months. So timing, momentum, getting into the inboxes of the right people, it's, it's very challenging. Right. So uh, if you were to share any advice for aspiring entrepreneurs, what would it be? Um, is there anything you'd like so to share? I've been helping a lot recently with people that are trying to come up with pitches. Um, there's a great book called Startup Arabia, which features 20 entrepreneurs from the region and kind of their journeys. Idris Rifai, Mudassar. Um, and Idris makes a really interesting point. He goes, consultants make some of the best entrepreneurs because they can storytell. You really need to know how to storytell to get people interested in your venture. But you need to start by solving a problem and having a solution. Recently, I speak to too many people, myself included, and I learned this through my experience. There's a big difference between a solution and a feature. A solution is a solution to a problem. A feature is something that enhances the product. Throwing features as part of a pitch or as part of your product is very difficult. And ultimately, I remember the quote from Sam Altman. You want a small number of people that love your product, not a lot of people that kind of like it. And that's the key. Yeah, and uh, and I actually honestly love Magnet. I think it's one of the best uh, Thank you. platforms. I'm so glad you guys are doing it uh, because it really helps us out to uh, keep track of the industry as well. So um, uh, last little thing I want to talk to you guys about. I know you guys just released your 2018 funding uh, report. So uh, I know Magnet produces this every year. So uh, how has it been different from the previous year's uh, funding? So I think that you need to look at it over the last five to 10 years and, and there's a, been somewhat of an acceleration in the number of deals that are taking place. Last year was a record in number of deals. The amount of investment when you strip out Souk and Kareem, which we always do, not because we want to strip them out, but it, it skews underlying ecosystem, was a record year of investment. All positive, but you just need to go around here and you realize there's still a mismatch between the amount of investment that's available and the number of startups seeking investment. So while it's, it's a good step in the right direction, there's still a long way to go. Yeah, I have, I have uh, strong hopes for the ecosystem over here. I think it's growing. I think we need more success stories. Success stories will breed yeah. further success stories. A few more exits and I think uh, it, it'll uh, propel the industry. Anyway, thanks, Philip. Thank thanks for much. being on the podcast. Sorry? Sure. Excited about from the region? I don't pick startups. You don't pick <laughs> favorites. I don't. I don't. It becomes very challenging if you start picking ones over the others. And there are a lot of interesting startups. I mean, interesting at the growth stage. At every stage, there's a lot of interesting startups. Yeah. Um, so, is there any particular industry that you think is um, quite uh, lucrative right now for startups to? So, I think that again, you go back to finding a solution to a problem. So, there is enough e-commerce. There's enough e-commerce and and logistics plays. There's lots of them going on. People understand them. I think fintech is the next big one, but it's not fintech. I'm very allergic to the AI blockchain. Da da da. It's simple. You need a solution to a problem, and the next thing is you need a massive market and a product that people are ready to pay for. So when you're a startup and you're looking at these things, my first advice is find a problem that's dear to you that you can relate to and see if it's big enough. 
So I've learned all of this because everything I did was wrong. I found a niche market, a niche product, and we're trying to make it work. But if you're starting from scratch, it's, it's not do my friends like this, is the whole country gonna use this? So FinTech, I think there's a lot of disruption because the financial services still has a lot of antiquated processes. And I think that's one area now that logistics, e-commerce, et cetera, is kind of dealt with, could be very interesting hot. Great. All right, thanks, Philip. Thank you. Uh, cheers. Yeah, man. Uh, maybe we'll catch up in a future episode and get into more detail about Magnet. All right, cheers, Thank man. You. Take care.